Hello, you found Dogmatically Imperfect Condensed Imperfection, a condensed version of Season 1 episodes in a more digestible time frame. Today's session, Ignored. And I know you have your whatabouts and your yabbits and, you know, look, I want you to write them all down and put them to the side for just a few moments and consider these things found in your very own scripture. It's all right here. It was very difficult for me to unblind myself from these parts of the Bible, right? I've been trained my whole life to, to focus on very specific areas of the scripture, and I learned it well. And that's what gave me a skewed expectation of God. I'm going to read to you how my imperfect dogma affected my life. Uh, I wrote this in October of 2014. Um, this is a window into the absolute turmoil that my dogma, my dogmatic expectations put me in, right? And this was prior to the letter that I wrote to my dad. And this had to be going on ten, internally for quite a while before I ever, I mean, the amount of anguish that's in here, you'll hear it in a second. But it just finally spilled out into this written account. Driven by my tears and sorrow for my daughter's condition, I gave it a title, Ignored. Ignored. It's the way I feel. Surely my maker understands me better than I understand myself. Surely the cries of my daughter carry more influence than either my faith or my failures. Faith without works has no evidence. No evidence is equal to no fruit. Acting on what you believe will produce the fruit you expect. What is the correct way to utilize faith? Have I actually done this? Is the lack of results a lack of my faith? Is there anyone whose faith can overcome my lack? The centurion whose daughter Jesus healed, his faith enabled Jesus to say the word only. The cripple that wanted money, Peter's faith healed that man. Many others Jesus told, your faith has made you whole. What constitutes having faith? At what point can we determine if we actually have the faith that we think we do? According to Paul's gospel, we are righteous or saved by grace through faith. This salvation includes healing, does it? Also, this is not dependent on any of my deeds, but on the deeds of Jesus. My faith in his deeds on my behalf and confession of his deity qualifies me to participate in the swap. It seems that the longer I live with Sarah not healed, the more I accept the situation which I cannot consciously do. Somehow coping seems equivalent to believing that her healing will never come, which I refuse to consciously accept. It's an affront to my faith and puts me on an emotional roller coaster that seems like a struggle for my very life and the faith of my sons. How do I do this? The example I seem to be setting is that the same old religious saying, sometimes God does and sometimes he don't. And there are times when I just check out. I don't want to be around anyone. My faith seems fake because my eight-year-old daughter barely knows how to make the n sound. I can't be around new babies because it breaks my heart. I can't think about weddings because it breaks my heart. I don't want to be around people because 
My broken heart seems like a lack of faith. Which leads me back to the example that I'm setting for my sons. I can't type this without tears flowing. My words feel hollow, so it causes me not to speak. I feel like my words have no power because they have no fruit. Then I think about how grateful I should be that she didn't die in my arms, which I am. A part of her, though, did die and is not fully resurrected for eight years. And fifteen now. There is so much that I deal with. There's no one here outside our situation to stand in faith with, and I have no one to talk to. So I wait. I wait for complete healing that I expect because Jesus made the trade. The moment Sarah begins to talk and walk, I will be complete and life can start. Even that thought seems incorrect. Life is in full effect now and to wait for a manifestation is much different than walking in it now. How does that work? She's in the second grade. Does faith say, put her in the regular class? I don't think that's right. We don't call things that are as though they are not. Where does the reality of a believer determine their actions? My thought process says that once Sarah's healing is manifested, I can come out of my hiding and be vindicated. My faith will be validated and thus I can move forward with my faith intact and untouchable. Everything I know and have been taught says that that's wrong. Faith acts on what is not seen. We thank God in advance. When a woman's pregnant, she makes sure the nursery is ready before the baby's born. We act on what we know is coming. If I get a wheelchair van, have I acted in violation of my faith? Have I just made provision for her to remain unhealed? When I applied for Social Security for Sarah, did I act on unbelief of her healing? Did I essentially accept money in the place of healing? When I applied for her wheelchair parking plaque, was I accepting her current state as permanent? Is there anyone who has faith to overcome these acts of unbelief? But my emotional state is affected by my current reality, and I'm right back where I started. It's exhausting. I could continue, but I think it's better that I watch Mr. Miyagi teach karate. So that's what I did. I turned on the movie so I could check out. I watched The Karate Kid. This emotional anguish is a direct result of the expectations of my imperfect dogma. I had to reconcile it. And I'm still in the process of reconciling. I don't despise my religious dogmatic imperfections. At one point it was <laughs> kind of hard not to, right? But I know the sincerity of this belief system. But people are flawed and so are the dogmas that they develop. The Omega View teaches us to look at all of humanity as created in the image and likeness of God. Listen, thanks for watching. And remember, do your best to see the original goodness in others the way God sees the original goodness in you. Dogmatically Imperfect with Justin Marson 
is a production of Original Goodness Media. Thanks to everyone who supports this podcast. If you want to become a supporter of the podcast, there are a couple ways to do that. If you want to support us financially, you can go to the website, originalgoodness.media. The other way to support the show is to share it with others directly or by leaving a review. If you have thoughts or questions that you would like to share, please send an email to yabut at originalgoodness.media. That's Y-E-A-H-B-U-T at originalgoodness.media. Make sure to search for the show on your favorite podcast and social media platforms. Special thanks to The Real Night Terror for our theme music. See you next time.